When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Tour Report from Secret Golf. It's the big one. It's the first men's major of 2022. And well, you can see from behind me, it's Augusta National. I was going to say I'm at the Masters. I'm not, but I am with someone who is. Elk, you um, have taken a little bit of a break. You hadn't been there in 2020, obviously, with it being November. And then 2021, they were so limited with fans. But you're back this year. You spent the day at the course yesterday. Is it like Christmas all over again? Yeah, and I'm, uh, you know, it, it is like Christmas. I mean, it's different going to the uh, tournament as a fan because especially if you have someone with you that hasn't been there like I did yesterday. So let's go see this. Let's go see that. So I was all over the course looking at some of the changes they made on 11 and 15. We talked about that on yesterday. Um, you know, we got some rain coming in this afternoon that we'll probably talk about later today and see what that does to the course. But the course right now is very dry. Um, it's obviously long. Um, Augusta's done everything it can to keep these players tested lengthening 15, you know, changed 11 a little bit, changed some chipping areas, flattened a few greens, you know, et cetera. But it's all sitting there right right now, Diane. It's <clears throat> it's very firm. It's going to be a very, very tough week to win this tournament. And there's a ton of guys at the top of this board that we're all looking at. And somehow today we're going to separate them for you. Well, we're going to talk about the course and those modifications, as you mentioned. Um, we're going to talk about the field with our top picks, but we have to open by talking about Tiger Woods. Now, I know you saw him yesterday. He was playing nine with JT and Fred Couples. As we're recording this, it's Tuesday morning and he's scheduled to do his press conference at 11 a.m. on Tuesday morning. But Elk... He said it's going to be a game time decision as to whether or not he plays. What do you think after seeing him yesterday? Well, everything's a game time decision with Team Woods. You never find out any information until you get the information. You don't know if he's playing, don't playing, all this stuff. But what I saw yesterday, when I, when I look at Tiger right now, Diane, it seems to me that he's only thinking about one problem and that's his leg, whether or not he can walk around this course because it seems like it's not hindering his swing at all. He's swinging very free. He's hitting the ball, looks super on the range. Um, he looks tigerish um, when you when you see him. And the big question I think for him is, can I walk this course? Can I you know, have enough push in my legs to get myself around this and not damage it any further? Or what, I, I, you know, we don't know any thing that he's worried about but I swing wise no problem and of course this whole tournament is about you know experience can you putt under pressure can you play your way around this course we saw Tiger win here in 97 where he kind of demolished this course but we saw him also win in 19 where he did it a totally different way he did it all with strategy he played every angle he did all that so I think now this is even though everyone's picking the bombers this is not a bomber's course, even though it sort of is. You've got to have both. You've got to have the strategy to go with it. 
Mm-hmm. I watched actually the um, the ninety seven victory last night, and it was just amazing. But um, I think a lot of people don't realise how hilly Augusta National is, and you don't really get a sense of that when you're watching it on TV. But yeah, I've walked it before. You've obviously walked it a hell of a lot as a, a spectator, as a fan enjoying it, and as a player. And it is a tough walk. So. That's going to be the thing that's on his mind. We, we saw him on the range. He played 18 at the weekend um, when everyone was tracking his private plane. <laughs> and it's the walk. And is he going to be capable of doing that? And that's, as you said, that has to be the game time decision that he makes. Yeah, he has no playing form, you know, other than, you know, he's been away, you know, working on his game probably with his son. Um, but... Again, I don't think he's worried about his swing. I don't think he's certainly not worried about his putting. He's not worried about his chipping. He's just worried about his leg. So in some regards, Diane, he's better off than a lot of guys in the field. He's only worried about one body part. You know, we have a lot more worries than that sometimes. But in his case, this is a serious body part. But it's all going to be whether he thinks he can play 72 holes. And you knowing Tiger as you do know him from playing alongside him and from just being such a fan of, of him and everything he's done for the sport, do you really think he would turn up to Augusta National if he wasn't going to play? He's preparing to play. There's something I think right now, if I was going to summarise what's going on, something would have to be really weird for him not to play. He would have had to tweak it yesterday. I watched him when he walked in yesterday, looked fine. So he made it through that nine holes. I walked, I watched really careful when he walked off the first tee down the hill, looked great. So he doesn't, he's not walking very fast, but that's okay. He's going to get there. Um, but like I said, his swing's great. He looks good. Um, don't know what kind of – I'm sure he has plenty of fire in the tank to, for this course. This is his favourite place. And it's going to take a lot of skill. And he knows that. I think the reason he's here, this is his best chance to get to number 16 in the majors yeah. um, just because he knows this course so well. And he, this is made for him because, look, let's face it, he knows how to manoeuvre his way around this golf course. He knows every nuance of it. And mm-hmm. I was talking to Fuzzy Zeller yesterday, and we were talking about Sam Burns being a first-timer. Can Sam Burns win here? Fuzzy won here his first time in 1978. Fuzzy thought about it for a minute, and he said, you know, I had the best caddy in Augusta and he said he gave me every read and I was a great putter and those two came together and I won in a playoff. And we were like, we don't think anyone can win here because it's not that Sam Burns can't putt unreal. It's that he's going to have putts he's never seen before on Saturday or Friday or where he's going to, and he won't be able to read them and, and the other guys have the experience and they're going to push forward. I couldn't figure out how Sam Burns didn't play last year because his debut win was the Valspar, which is usually in March. But of course, last year, everything was jumbled and the Valspar came after the Masters. So just in case anyone else is in the same boat thinking, how is this Sam Burns first first Masters? But he's won, obviously, three times on tour now. So that's going to be interesting. Um, As you say, the rookies, um, I'm going to be looking at one of the rookies when it comes to my dark horse pick this week. But I want to go back to something you just said there when you were talking to Fuzzy and just how important the role of the caddy is. Because we do have some very experienced caddies, caddies who have won numerous times at Augusta National. How important is it to have a veteran caddy, so to speak? I think a veteran caddy is important because of, the experience you've had on this course. For example, 
Diane, these greens are so subtle. I mean, I was talking to Ben Crenshaw yesterday, and they've, they've changed a couple of greens. They changed the 17th. They made it a little flatter, so they didn't get that runaway speed. But it's just the read. I was talking to Andy North yesterday, and he was he relayed a story. He was playing with Dan Pohl in the 90s somewhere, and they're on number 16, and they the pin was front right over the bunker on a Friday, and they both hit great shots. They were 10 feet behind the hole. They were inch apart, and Dan Pohl had the first putt. And Andy North was sitting back there. He said he knew that he knew the break. He said I knew the break, but I knew Dan Pohl didn't know the break. And I was thinking he was thinking to himself, I would love to two putt this putt from ten feet down the hill, and I'm going to inch it out on the right edge, and I'm just going to let it wobble down there. And if it goes in, fine. Well, Dan Pohl kind of went for it. He went. He read left edge, and he caught a sort of a power lip, and it finished up slinging it off the green down and into the water from ten feet away. Now that's a pretty dramatic. But the point is, he didn't know what that putt did. And there's a lot of head scratching around Augusta. And when you have played the course a lot, like Crenshaw or Tiger Woods or a lot of these guys, uh, they just know. And it's uh, so important to know what's going what's to happen. How's your body going to feel on Saturday afternoon when you're out in Amen's Corner when, you know, the whole, all the pressure's on you? Yeah. So we talked about some modifications to the course. 11 and 15 are the two notable holes. 11 has the most drastic changes. You walked yesterday and we have your amazing drawings that we're posting as well. But uh, summarize what they've done to number 11 then. 11, they've, you know, they've made it a better hole. Uh, everyone knows 11, you way back in the trees, hit over a hill. And then, of course, the famous second shot that Hogan said, Hogan said, if I hit that green, it's, I've missed the shot. He always wanted to miss it to the right. Well, you don't want to miss it to the right now. They've dug out the right side. They've probably lowered the chipping area about three or four feet lower now. So that if you are over there, remember Larry Mize bumbled one along there and beat Greg Norman in the playoff. Now you're going to have to play a much lofted shot, way more difficult. But the tee shot, Diane, they've sort of they sculptured out the whole fairway so you can see your ball land. You can almost see all the way to the 12th tee from the 11th tee now. Mm-hmm. Big trees down the right. They moved some 30 big pines over to the left side. So it's a it's a different feel. There is some trees in the fairway, in the fairway grass, three big pine trees. I drew it. You might see it later on, on, our, on our feed where players will actually be in the fairway and they'll have to play some sort of a, a, a shape shot under and around these big pines coming down the hill into 11 it's going to be very it's going to be very cool okay and then what about 15 15 they lengthened at 37 yards they wanted to they the augusta took a bunch of data they decided that you know they didn't really want to have these guys hitting it over this little hill and then running down there and hitting sevens and eight irons to 15 so what did they do they put it back 37 yards and of course diane they moved the hill back a little bit so it's more of an upslope so we're going to see some guys having 200 yard pluses into 15 which i think is great for the tournament because we want them to go for it we just don't want them to go for it with an eight on okay it really is an incredible place now talking of incredible places we are so happy to be teaming up with dundonald links back in my homeland of scotland Now, they've just undergone this huge renovation and they're welcoming back the world's best women golfers to Ayrshire in Scotland as host venue of the 2022 Trust Women's Open in July. Now, this competition has a $2 million purse, one of the largest outside of the majors for a women's competition. And as I said, they've recently undergone this 25 million pound development, making it the ultimate five-star luxury golf resort. 
resort. So if you're planning a golf trip and you want to go to Scotland, then make sure Dundonald Links is on your list. You can find out more at dundonaldlinks.com. Right then, well, we are going to launch into our picks. Now, there's always so many storylines around Augusta National and the Masters. Rory McIlroy going for the Grand Slam. Of course, no Phil Mickelson in the field this year. Bryson DeChambeau saying that he's only 80% fit, but it's the Masters, so he's going to give it a go. And then, of course, as we mentioned, the question mark over Tiger Woods and his incredible return. So we're going to launch right into our outright favourites. So we'll pick one each. Um, You said it at the top of the show that there's just so many guys playing great golf right now. There's a lot of guys coming into this week in incredible form. So it's hard to pick the guy at the top. I'm looking at 10 names right here that I could make a really good argument for all of them, you know. Uh, Dustin Johnson, Cam Smith, Burns, Rory, Rahm, Bryson, uh, Shawflay, Morikawa, Cantlay, Jordan Spieth. There's, a, there's an argument to be made for all of them. But I'm thinking more this week, Diane, and I was really high on Cam Smith, and I know you are too, but Jordan, uh, sorry, JT, Justin Thomas, has sort of improved his record here over six years. Last year he had a bad weekend and, and, and didn't quite finish improving each six years but with bones on the bag a lot of experience bones has caddied this tournament to win it could be i'm looking at the total team this week i think you've got to have absolute clarity when you play this course and you've got to have a lot of experience and justin thomas was out with tiger yesterday he'll have to be inspired by that not picking him because the inspiration and friends with tiger justin thomas wants to be the masters champion he's in good enough form played well enough at innisbrook recently to be organized enough for this but I think you've got to be careful these first two days uh, with the wind and the rain and the course. And I think they've got the patient team to do that. So I'm going with Justin Thomas as the outright winner this week. Okay, well, he's one of the favourites at plus 1,400. And my guy's the exact same. You mentioned him there. Cameron Smith is going to be my pick. Um, He has had great results around here before. Three top 10 finishes in his last four appearances, or his only four appearances. And one of those was a tie for second in 2020. But we saw Cam Smith dominate at the Players' Championship and we know that putting is vital around here. He's got great history, as I said, but he was putting so good at the Players'. Actually, I heard his press conference yesterday and he said that he'd been really working on a short game and his putting and I'm like, the two areas of his game that he probably does not need to work on. But he said something very interesting when he won at TBC Sawgrass and he said that he felt that He had to play creatively and it's something that he gets to do around Augusta National as well. He's confident, he's relaxed, he took a good bit of time off after the players to spend time with his family. So at plus 1400, Cam Smith is my outright winner. Yeah, and and I spoke at the top about how this is maybe a Bombers golf course, but when I think of who wins the Masters, Diane, and I think of Tiger, of course, but I think of Ben Crenshaw, Larry Mize, Seve Ballesteros, Jose Maria Olafabel. These guys, they didn't have to play super aggressive on every hole at Augusta because they could pitch the ball so good and they could make putts. Cam Smith's that guy. That's why I'm not looking at Ram this week because he doesn't pitch the ball as good. Bryson doesn't pitch the ball as good. Jordan Spieth, who pitches the ball unreal when, when we've had him on our board, but he's not hitting it any good. He's driving it all over the show. So these guys just in on our board, you know, 
I think of Augusta now as a real precise course. It's not just smash it down the fairway. Okay. Right. Well, moving on to our one to watch. So someone with slightly higher odds. I'm going to go first because I'm worried that you're going to pick the same guy. <laughs> so I'm sticking to a bit of an Aussie theme here and I'm going with Mark Leishman. Now, I've seen different odds for Leish. Um, recently, I checked and he was 5,500. I saw him yesterday at 8,500. But Leish, another one that's had a great track record around here. Three top 10 in his nine appearances he finished in a tie for fifth last year and this could be the main reason why i'm picking him because he's you've taken all my stuff you've taken everything from me this week i'm sorry all the Aussie. this is his 10th masters dustin johnson won the green jacket in his 10th masters so did Hideki Matsuyama. So 10 could be the lucky number. And with Leishman making his 10th appearance, I think it's all pointing in the right direction. Also, we know how good his short game is. Every part of his game is really firing right now. And he didn't have a great players championship, but that was an anomaly. He said he doesn't really like that course very much. It doesn't fit his eye. And we know that the weather was just chaotic. So I think Mark Leishman is a great one to watch. I do too. And I agree with everything you said. He falls into that model of the Crenshaw model, even though he's a lot longer player than Crenshaw or Ballesteros, where he can pitch the ball when he gets in trouble, he can pitch the ball. And, and he was second when Adam Scott won here, remember? And uh, yeah, uh, Mark Leishman's an awesome player. And I'm going to go out and watch him play today, actually. Yeah. I'm going to have a beer with him tonight with some Leishman lager, hopefully. Oh, I'll get a, lovely. Get a beer of that. <laughs> I'm looking at a slightly different player, um, Diane, also very powerful uh, Jason Kokrak, one of our secret golf contributors, who's won three times in about the last two years as my player to watch. Very long player. He understands Augusta. He's got a good caddy. He's given so much credit to his caddy. His caddy's done all the, all the legwork. He knows all about this history of this course. If Kokrak can just sort of get off to a decent start, and he's always a builder. He starts to build his tournament as he goes along. He came from behind at, at Houston. I mean, he's he held off Jordan Spieth down the stretch at Colonial last year. He's, he's done some tremendous things and very long, very solid off the tee, knows all how to position it. Of course, we know, Diane, one of the most important things at Augusta, it doesn't matter how you hit your irons, it's where you hit your irons, yeah. where you leave them, because I could hit all 18 greens on the wrong side of this course and I could shoot 100 because it doesn't matter. You've got to hit it on the right side. I think Kokrak is in the right frame of mind. He's got his kids with him, his two boys, his wife. Cousins, um, looking very closely at Kokrak as one to watch. He's 130 to 1, which I was very, very surprised about. So he could have been your dark horse, but we're going to move on to the dark horse. That has to be over 100 to 1. Um, do you want to go first or do you want me to go first? I'll, I'll, I have I have two, but I don't, oh, I don't know what the odds are. I like it. I'd really like to see Will Zalatoris. Uh, he, he doesn't do anything that I like for him in this tournament, for what I like to win this tournament because he, but he's so powerful and he hits the ball so high with so much spin. I think this week, at the end of this week, I think it's going to be dry again by the end of this week. I don't think we're going to have a wet week. It's going to be rain today for three or four hours, but the course is so slopey. They've got everything, you know, I think it's going to be gone and going, the wind's going to blow and it's going to dry out. But Zalatoris is a terrible putter or he's not a great putter. We saw that at the match play. Um, but I just have a feeling about Will Zalatoris. I think he's going to show up. This is a dark horse. And I also am taking Patrick Reed from 
Augusta State right around the corner who won this tournament. He's been playing. He's been off on his golf, Diane. But something about Augusta sometimes you stop thinking about all the things you're working on and you actually just have to, you stand on the first fairway and you have one shot you have to hit because you know exactly. And the great thing about this tournament, Diane, is we all know where you're supposed to go. That's why it's so cool to watch. We know you're supposed to not go to the right of the pin on 12. We know you're supposed to not hook it at 13. So I think maybe it's going to click for him. Okay. Reed, Augusta State. Well, it clicked once before, so he can just draw on those winning memories. Um, I'm gonna, I'll let you off with the fact that Patrick Reed is eighty to one, and Zalatoris is thirty-five to one. Goodbye. Okay. <laughs> All right. That works great. Um, I'll I'll throw in one other name. He's not a dark horse, but it's another guy I was looking at. Is Abraham Answer, who played great here in 2020, finished in a tie for 13th, but only because he had his putter was ice cold on Sunday. He had played fantastic all week, but then Sunday just could not make a putt. But the question mark over Answer is he withdrew from the Valero Texas Open, his hometown event last week, just last minute. Never said why. Uh, he's alluded to the fact that it was some kind of illness. Was it COVID? Was it something else? We just don't know. And he's not giving much away. So I wasn't going to make him one of my picks. However, my dark horse is 130 to 1. And he's a rookie. I thought I'm going to throw a rookie into the mix. And uh, Sam Burns, obviously, you know, being a rookie, but his odds are nowhere near this. But I'm going with Cameron Young. Now, He's had a brilliant start to his rookie season on the PGA Tour with two runner-up finishes. One of them was at the Genesis around Riviera, which is a difficult course to navigate on your first time there. So he did fantastic. He's playing great. He's a brilliant ball striker. I mean, he hits it a mile, but his putting stats are really, really good as well. And he's he's been on our radar ever since the start of the season he's definitely one to watch so I think Cameron Young as a rookie at 130 to 1 I thought he was a good one to look at even for like a, a top 10 finish he was plus a thousand for a top 10 finish yep I like it it's very um it's going to be a he's going to need his putting Diane I was on the ninth green yesterday and the guys were practicing and we were standing there watching these guys putt 20 footers with 15 foot of break you know and it was just, they, they were scratching their heads, these young guys. It's going to be tough when they, you know, these rookies. Uh, Hideki Matsuyama, who had a little injury uh, with his back, he's been fighting that. I hope he can find some, you know, some good form to defend. You talked about answer. I had answer on my, I don't know what's wrong with him. I hate picking guys that are not healthy. Bryson DeChambeau, you know, he's not healthy. Hard course for him to play. It's always puzzling for him, but... I'm going to go gather some more information. I may even change everything when I come back tonight. Who knows? Well, the other name that we didn't mention was Scotty Scheffler. And it's hard. There's nobody in better form than Scheffler. Nobody's confidence is higher because he just made it all the way to world number one. And he's got Teddy Scott on the bag, who won with Bubba Watson at the Masters. So... He's a fantastic pick as well. But as you say, there's so many guys lumped at the top that, you know, it's the, the cream always rises. And these guys are ready to take home that green jacket. There's a ton of guys we didn't talk about. Scheffler. I saw Scheffler playing with Burns yesterday. They teed off number 10. They both hit the most gorgeous three woods, just curved it right around the corner. It's just exactly what you're supposed to do. They just literally, the ball went down the same flight zone, uh -huh. either one of them. It was awesome. Yeah, Scheffler, you got 
Morikawa, we haven't spoke of, maybe slightly off form with his putter. Alexander Schauffele, who remember in, in uh, a couple of years ago, he hit it in the water on 16 to, you know, lose the tournament. We didn't talk much about Kepka. I don't think Kepka pitches the ball that great. Maybe putting not so good, but there's a ton of guys and everyone around the gust of some of the past champions are all talking about a lot of these guys on any given week, they can jump up. There's about a dozen of them and it's great for, it's great for the tour and it's great for this, this master's tournament. Well, Scheffler says he was uh, brought right back down to earth yesterday when someone driving him around in a cart called him Xander. <laughs> so he said that was a, a nice little moment of reality for him. So not that he really needs it. Right, Elk, thank you so much. It's so great to have you there. And I know that you're just going to have the best time with the weather rolling in and some rain expected later on today. You're going to get out there nice and early this morning. Have a little look at what's going on and report back to us with anything else that you see. I will do. Sports Social Podcast Network.